welcome to Bite Me. My name is Julia Steyer. I'm Bacola Ogunmola. And I love vampires. And I do not. And today we're doing something a little bit different because we saw a brand new vampire movie. We went to a whole theater. Outside. Inside. It was an inside theater. But outside <laughs> during daylight hours. Which means... We did not have a chance to do an intro, which means we're just going to jump right in with our guest! Pew, 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 pew. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name is James. Raleigh. Raleigh. The third time's a charm. Hello. He doesn't have to say his whole name if he does not want to. Oh, that's true. That's true. Julia. Um, my social security number. <laughs> so I do have a confession. Um, James is my boyfriend, and James is blonde, and... Before our, like, second date, I think it was, James listened to the pilot episode of our podcast, <laughs> and he goes, Julia, 20 minutes, and you start talking about how you cannot stand Blotman. <laughs> so if I've ever heard of a full circle karmic moment, that is it. Yeah. However. <laughs> James is a blonde man. James is a blonde man. Context clues. But he is a vampire. Um, he He is. does say, what do you say? Not he a fan of the sun. He He's not a fan of the sun. He in fact called it his mortal enemy. Yes. It's one of them. I feel like there was another thing that he didn't like. Oh, he, what else? What else makes you a vampire? He um, doesn't like garlic. I actually kind of love it. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just the sun thing. That's like the main thing. Oh, and he's very thing. pale. That, that is also that true. That is also true. And he yeah. drinks blood. Only on Tuesdays. Only on Tuesdays, though. No comment. That's all. <laughs> um, so, we saw Renfield. Woo! I'm very excited because leading up to this movie coming out, I literally would have people taking pictures of the billboards and texting it to me, being like, you need to watch this. You vampire girl, you. My mom has referred to it as my movie. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> shout out to Catherine. Shout out to Catherine. Also, shout out to Brent. Brent is a listener of ours who came up to me at a party and was like, I know you. And I was like, you really don't. And he goes, no, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, I think you're my new best friend. Brent, Brent <laughs> sent me fan mail so cute. for Valentine's Day and it was a vampire magazine. Oh, it was so awesome. adorable. It was very sweet. A picture of me holding the magazine is up on our Instagram. And actually, you know what's really funny is I, I brought that up to him and I was like, oh my god, you bought Bacola that really nice Dracula book. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I literally went, oh my god, wait, that was me? Yeah, you bought the Dracula book. He bought me the magazine. That's so funny. <laughs> she bought it for me for Christmas. So see how much she remembers. <laughs> it's okay. To be fair, I, I was really proud of this gift and give it to Piccola. So she opens it up and goes, Wow, homework. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's beautiful, though. It's gorgeous. It's like a gorgeous book. I think that's also up on the Instagram. Yeah, it should be. It's on we, my page. We haven't done Instagram in like a year at this point, but we, we will, will be resuming. Um, anywho, do you want to read us the synopsis? So this is the snip snip snip. The snoop snoop. The snip snoop. The synopsis is. Renfield, the tortured aide to his narcissistic boss, Dracula, Dracula, is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a life outside of the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. Ooh, there was a lot of spooky. S's in that, so there was a lot. it's going to be a struggle. Um, but this was a killer cast. It was. It was. <laughs> pun intended. Pun intended. Um, James here is a big fan of Nicolas Cage, so Love let him it. talk about that in a moment. Yeah. Um, we had Aquafina, who was actually fantastic. Magical. I was, I was she like, was 
very, very funny. She's yeah. so good. Yeah. And then, of course, our boy, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. God bless him. Love him. He's just going from zombies to vampires. I know. To, to Emperor of Russia. Yes, we he love He really him. can do it all. He can do it all. Quick question on Nicholas Holt. Uh-huh. Yes. Was he the kid from Warm Bodies who yes, played his zombie? Yes, yes, he looked extraordinarily similar. He really did. Like, oh, wait a second. That is his same face. His new sweet spot is the undead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's really good in that one, too. Arr. Um, was most of his lines uh, in that movie, and Ben Schwartz was in it. What, what else I is he in? He's um, John Raphael in Parks and, Parks and Rec. Yeah. He's in House of Lies. On um, Who he the mom, the mom will uh, Carol. Uh, Carol was a great character, not a main character, but she really worked hard. Is this woman? Uh, okay, she is. Also, what is she? Also, she and I've seen her face. Oh, the Expanse. So the woman from the Expanse is also um, plays like this mob boss mom of New Orleans. So yeah, okay. So a little bit about the, the film. Um, Dracula has this kind of... It's interesting because I feel like in the other Draculas and in the book, Redfield isn't as much of a sidekick as he is a... Familiar? Not even a familiar. He's more of like collateral damage of what he... Of (laughs) of Dracula. Because he... Like, from what I remember in the books, in the movie, is that... Or the book. I guess there's not multiple Draculas. But... What I remember from the book and the movie is that, remember, he, like, Renfield goes, kind of gets, like, engrossed in, in Dracula's life. Is literally, like, held captive, I think, for a little bit. And then when no, he like returns... Stockholm. <laughs> yeah. Stockholm like- Syndrome, our favorite. But then he, when he goes back to England, he's put in that insane asylum. And yes. that's, like, kind of, like, the end of the connection between Dracula and Renfield. Like, they don't... Expand on it. Yeah, they don't super have a relationship. They have a connection through this... He wants this to life be force. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, so Dracula gives him his life force, gives him his strength, and in return, the way to activate it is that Redfield has to eat bugs because of the blood. I know that's something that they didn't fully explain in this one. He was just like, oh, I need bugs to get my power. When really, in the other ones, they make it clear that it's like, he just needs blood, oh. and the easiest way to get it is through bugs. That's right. so funny, because... What I got was he said that he needs their life force. So it's not just the blood, it's the life force. And bugs are the smallest collateral damage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's what... They didn't didn't say that in this one, right? Yeah, he he says it right before he eats the um, ants from his neighbor. Plus they're really, you know... High in protein and other sort of <laughs> amino acids rip. and whatnot. Very true, James. Very true. Thank you. That and is, that's my contribution. To I you. appreciate it. But and this is also something. So the, uh, I also look like a Boy Scout. So that's hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> so something I thought was really interesting about the opening. So Nicole and James missed like the first ten minutes of the movie. It was, was it ten minutes? Yes. It was oh, like a shit. good chunk of. Oh, yeah. But but what I really loved about it is it opens up on Renfield is in a. It's called a drag meeting, and it's like, oh God, what was it? it was like dependence or it was something, but basically it was dependence anonymous. Yeah, it was basically it was um oh oh I think it was like destructive relationships addicts anonymous yeah. group. It was like something like that. So it was for yeah, it was for people who were codependent, who were addicted to their dysfunctional relationships, to their narcissistic relationships that they found themselves in, and it's Renfield <laughs> um, sitting there listening to all these people talk about these like abusive relationships they're in like emotionally abusive and then it jumps back to the Bella Lugosi movie because he's trying to explain his connection to Dracula so it cuts back to the Bella Lugosi movie it opens up just like this 
And it takes you a second because they look so alike, but they reshot the scene from the Bella Lugosi movie, oh, but replaced them with okay. Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Holt. That's awesome. And it was That's great. Cool. It That's was cool. so cool. I really, I thought that was such a strong opening. And then it kind of talks about how in this version of the Renfield Dracula lore, Renfield has stayed with Dracula and is kind of going around the world, helping him get the bodies, get the blood that he needs to survive. But they cause such destruction in each place that they go that they keep being forced to move. And so now they're living in New Orleans in a really rundown hospital because they're also running out of money. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I, yeah, we caught that part. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. And then I was telling James, he, he was asking about it, of why they chose the first victims that they did. And check the time. We're how long in? Oh, 9.25. And he does something similar to Edward in Twilight. Please so, don't say it like we were going to say it together. Please don't say it like we were going to we say were, it at the we, same time. Okay? I can't believe you're not saying things in unison with me. Yet. Absolutely not. Um, but the first, so he goes to this meeting and he's listening to all these people talk about their horrible exes. And so what he decides to do, he's like, I have to get bodies for Dracula anyway. I'm going to go. Bring the him. worst people. Yes. yes. He's, and he's like, I'm going to be these people's hero. I'm going to go basically kill their abusive partners. <laughs> Which is like Edward because he would kill serial killers and stuff. So, anywho. Um, yeah, oh. before he became a vegetarian. Yeah, honey, you gotta read this. And, and by, I mean vampire vegetarian, not real. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, but I thought there was a lot of... Well, actually, James, how well-versed in vampires are you? Like, wh- where do you stand on your knowledge of vampires and vampire stories? Mm. Um, I'm relatively poorly educated, but I blame core curriculum on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <What>? Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. I love that. What about, I'm sure you know, like, the tropes. Like, there's some very basic tropes. What tropes did you see in this movie? Because that's something Bacola and I usually count, is, like, how many tropes does it stay true to? You know, how many do they differ from? Right, so I'm curious right. which ones you picked up on. Um, specifically, you know, the obvious ones turns into a bat and, you know, doesn't like sunlight, that one, I'm sure. Uh, I believe I've seen it in a couple other places, but I can't be 100% positive that, you know, blood of a vampire of a certain stature has like healing properties yeah yeah it's supposed to be like rejuvenative just because they they i don't know why exactly but that one um and then no james you also have to give us the scientific explanation between oh, behind all the more <laughs> <laughs> well uh, as a phd oh metaphysicist <laughs> who studies plato and all other such things uh, why did my I brain go no to plato the, ch- the kids my my brain went to psychology and yeah, like I didn't, I didn't. that Plato and I'm like that's not that wouldn't be in the same degree. Like, oh, <laughs> no, that's so true. Yeah, they had the um, regenerative power of vampire blood. Something that I I was bummed because I wasn't sitting next to Bacola, but there was and I there's one part I would have laughed so hard that I like smacked your arm, and mm-hmm. it was when he Renfield is like deciding to be on his own to break free from this abusive relationship and he gets his own apartment uh-huh. <laughs> and at one point you know Dracula finds out that he's like not being his little like manservant anymore and he shows up in Renfield's apartment and at first I was like oh my god they're they're not doing the trope of having to be welcomed <gasps> oh in oh my gosh that was <laughs> so funny uh-huh uh-huh and then Renfield looks at Dracula 
looks really confused, and then looks at his front door, and he has a welcome mat that says, welcome, come on in. <laughs> and what I loved about it is that they didn't reference, like, they, they, that they was didn't the only reference. It. They didn't they did. say it. They just, like, the camera just, like, looked at Renfield and was like, how is he in my house? Looks at the floor, and, and then it goes back to Renfield, and Renfield goes, oh, no. And then just walks into his own home and closes the door. Because he's like, I know I messed up. Oh, like, he's I'm like, that was on me. Yeah. That was on me. Yeah, I I've lived with known. this vampire for years. Yeah. I know that a vampire has to be invited in. Yeah. And they did do that a little bit later when Dracula, in getting revenge on Renfield, kind of abandoning him, goes to kill the support group. Yeah. And, of course, you know, Dracula shows up at the door, and the ever-welcoming host, do you yeah. call the uh, host of the support the, group? The leader. The leader yeah. of the support group goes, oh, come on in. And then Dracula comes in and just massacres the entire Just takes group. them all out. I like, will say, it was significantly it. more violent than I was yes. expecting. Yes, it was awesome. In the best way possible. Yeah. But I got scared. Oh. It was, a little, it was a little too gruesome for me. It was pretty gory. There's a lot of guts. The, the the budget for VFX, you know, we can measure in swimming pools rather than a gallon. Oh my that's god, true. There, there that's was, true. Uh, there was a lot of blood there. There was. What was your bet? What, what was your favorite like move that happened, or like favorite like maybe even gory moment? That <laughs> it, happened? it came pretty early on, but I, I really don't think you can beat the frisbee. Cutting off oh, the hair, yeah. out of the arms. Oh my he, gosh! He, he was uh, the first time he meets Aqua. Runfield meets Aquafina's character. Aquafina is this cop who is trying to avenge um, her father, who is also a cop that had been killed by the Lobos mob. Basically, and it's kind of like this this family. The most I got is that like, they kind of seem like a big drug family, yeah. like a drug ring. Yeah. Um, and so she is like she's making it her life's mis- mission to get the son of this family, Kenny Lobos, like, behind bars, you know, put away for life, and she tracks them down to this restaurant, and him and all his goons show up, and they start fighting, and Renfield steps in, because he's like, oh my gosh, this woman is good and pure, and she's standing up to her bullies, and he, you know, he eats a bug, I think it was like a cockroach, there was a lot of crunch, I, I did not like that. It was rough. Um, Very healthy. And then, <laughs> and then he just goes nuclear. Like, and it's crazy. And at one point, at what James is referring to, is he grabs a serving tray yeah. and, like, whips it at this guy and cuts his arms off. And later, Aquafina goes, did I just see you cut his arms off with a serving tray? And he's like, it was the adrenaline. <laughs> Which also could be a, a Twilight reference. Um, it's an adrenaline rush. You can Google it. No? Too far? Um, I don't know what she's talking about. Okay. Please. I really like Robert Pattinson. <gasps> oh. Not from Twilight. But uh, yes, in general. Me too. <laughs> me too. I agree with that. My favorite gory moment is uh, after like a bunch of people. So there's some spoiler alerts that we're not going to put out here or we're going to try not to. But anyway. <laughs> it'll take us so long to edit this. The I, movie will be out of theaters. I know. Well, that's true. <laughs> he like grabs this person's arms and then like hits him in the chest and his arms come off that man's body and like it was just like blood coming out of his shoulders oh my god and it was fantastic i was like wow they really have money like that's you know like i knew they had money but they they had like money money you know it was pretty crazy actually like pretty awesome and the thing that i love about it too is that it. Something that we talk about a lot is, like, when vampire movies take themselves seriously or not. And this one did not take itself seriously at all, which made it so good. Yes. Like, they were able... Like, they actually had a really good message about, like, if you find yourself in a narcissistic, codependent relationship, 
Well, one, maybe don't watch this movie, because at one point, Nicolas Cage was so convincing. Convincing. He yeah. was like, no yeah. one will ever love you as much as I do. They are not your friends. Yeah. Like, da, da, da. And I was like, oh, if someone is struggling to get out of a narcissistic relationship, they should not watch this movie. <laughs> or they should watch it and see how manipulative that person That's should true. be. Because, like, even though he has this, like, very scary face and he has this very scary part of him he's putting on the niceties to keep you uh, addicted in a way and it's like if there weren't nice parts then you wouldn't stay you know what i mean like you're not you haven't lost your mind you understand that there are good and bad but when the bad is so bad that you feel like you can never leave and you can't live without them that then it's the the codependency is too much and that's what they talked about um it's really cool because like i think this is one of the things that we talk about a lot when we do these things it's like what was the message Mm -hmm. so and a lot of the vampire and if you listen to the the podcast you know that we mentioned like some of it is about the battle between like humanity and what makes us human or it might be a political drama or you know what i mean like there's always something that is that like vampirism or vampirism is not the main thing in it right and this one was about a codependent relationship and how a narcissistic partner can really take the life out of living it was really it was really beautifully done and and with a lot of like lightheartedness and levity but they literally had the meetings in like they weren't trying to like hide it or they literally said we are codependent and yes. we're in this space and we're trying to get and out we of our are situations not alone. and you're not alone you were enough and it was really it was really lovely to watch i agree and i feel like what it did a really good job of masking the message in humor you know it used mm-hmm. humor and it used the absurd as the vehicle mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it was it was if i'm not gonna go watch a drama about codependent relationships that sounds so sad like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just personally not the kind of movies I'm drawn to. Like, I'm not, you know, if I, if I know it's going to be a wall-to-wall drama, mm, it's probably not for me. This one, though, one, I knew nothing about it really going in. That's true. And two, even as I was watching it, I was laughing so much at the, at, at the situations, at the, um, these honestly very well-developed characters yes. that just had these, like, really interesting quirks. Surprising depth. Yes! yes. I agree. Okay. Who did you think was the most, like, who had the biggest impact on you? Oh, Nicholas Holt's character by, yeah. by far. I mean, he's the main character. It's kind of bound to happen. But no, I, I for what is, if we're being honest with ourselves, a slasher vampire comedy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like there was some surprising amount of character development. Yes. And honestly, I think a lot of that comes down to the actors rather than, you know, what was actually on the page. But mm. they, they really gave some sort of life and intimate look into what the character was going through that gave you some sort of connection uh even though at the same time there was uh and mind you Bacola and I missed the first like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah and in the remainder of the movie I counted about four scenes where he's ripping limbs off of people <laughs> yeah so yeah. even with that runtime, <laughs> you know uh he still had time to actually make him you know somebody that you can really root for and identify with and so it it, it really just all came together and i will say even though he was like killing bad people i think anytime you can make yourself really like a killer Mm -hmm. i do think that there's something to that of like and and some of them were innocent too and we still like he you know he admitted he's like i've killed innocent people because that was what was expected of me of my master and we still felt bad for him well of course because that's the sign of good writing so a good yeah. a good script if your if your main character is the bad guy you need to make a badder guy to make yes. him look good so, and that's what dracula was you know what i mean it was just it was so well done 
it was a comedy to us because it was a drama to the actors. Yes. That that's really interesting. I did not ever think about it like that. Yeah. And it has to be that way. So like there huh. unless it's like SNL where like the best part about SNL is if somebody breaks cuz yeah. we're like we're all in on that joke with the the artists that are doing it. But when you're watching a comedy, the funniest part is that they're taking themselves so seriously that you're like this is ridiculous. That's, that's like an acting you, 101 yeah. thing. Yeah. And you make it, and it's one of those things where it's like, you are then forced to examine your life and see the parts where you're taking a little too serious. So mm. it grants levity to you too. And right. you know what's funny though? Because I have seen it, there have been things um, where actors took it too seriously. And like the best example I have is like, we watched this, there's this really great, uh, and this is, this is a testament to these to these actors for being able to take it so seriously but recognize it was still a comedy mm-hmm. because we were watching this documentary on the making of uh, Back to the Future and they oh. actually Marty McFly oh my gosh I'm forgetting his name Michael, Michael J. Fox, Fox. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fox was not the original actor mm-hmm. the original actor was this other you know young actor who kind of thought that the movie was a drama uh. and would like and was delivering it as if it was a drama and that's where I think it's like that's why I say it's a testament to these actors mm-hmm. because they took it seriously but knew it was a comedy mm-hmm. that guy took it seriously and did not know it was, it was a, a comedy, comedy. Yeah, that's and true. he ended up getting replaced by Michael yeah. J. Fox who yeah. you know took this it seriously heavy, doc you know, Nick was whole, I mean, the funny thing, it's literally life and death for these characters. Mm-hmm. And like, that was present too. Mm-hmm. And they were still like, and I think that's where a lot of the characterization came out though. You know, he was like, this is life and death. I choose life. I choose goodness. She was like, this is life and death. I choose death over corrupting my values. Sorry, that was the cop. Cause at one point the evil mob people are like, just turn a blind eye. We'll give you a promotion. We'll, da 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 da. And she's like, no, like that's not, not that's not to my core. That is not who I am. Respect. Um, and she literally, like, that's how, and that's why Renfield kind of fell in love with her because he, she had a gun to her head and she still was like, do it. Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna live, you know, under your thumb. And he, here he is, this man who's been just under this man's thumb for like, what, a hundred years or so? Yeah. Um, and so that was really beautiful. But yeah, but anyway, sorry, I got very off track, but just mm-hmm. to say that the comedy was able to, not mask the message, but highlight the message. Actually, it was honestly it was beautiful, and I think some of those moments of them in the in the support group were actually my favorite moments because it got a little gory for me. I will admit, like it, it was, was fun. Cool. It was. <laughs> I didn't. I I was like, oh, I, I I didn't think it was too gory. I think the fight sequences were tasteful really with a lot of like really fun, like very red blood. They were fun. They, I will say they were fun, they but were there fun. were a lot more guts than I needed. Yes, there was a lot of guts. It was a lot of guts. Well, you know what I actually remind me of? Have either of you seen the show Ratchet? No. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, there's a scene where one of the characters just takes way too much LSD and like oh, ends up ripping someone's arms off. Oh. And it's the, like that scene has stayed with me so much and it's so absurd. This was like a whole movie of that. So I was struggling a little bit <laughs> because this was something that I had seen and like has kept me up. Um, yeah. So then I was like, oh great, it's two hours of that oh, scene man. that traumatized me. Oh gosh, sorry, babes. That is very true because it did, because even the commercials did not give us the extent no. of what this could be. Oh, not even close. No. The marketing and, campaign is so far tamed down that it, it's just not even yeah. the same project. Yeah. Oh, guys, exactly. I thought this was a buddy movie. Between Dracula and Renfield. What? Yeah, I, I hadn't seen really anything about it. Whoa. I thought it was like Dracula and Renfield go on adventures 
Exactly. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I was looking forward to seeing Nicolas Cage just uh, doing his Nicolas Cage things. Yeah. Did he live up to it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely more muted than, uh, you know, if you're going all the way back to Wicker Man. Or if you're going all the way back to Kiss of a Vampire. <sighs> there you go. Oh, Do you remember that one? No. Oh where he said he was, like, doing a Trump impression? Oh, Oh, and he was just like, it was just the most misogynistic thing we'd ever yes, seen. Yes, 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 that was horrible. Oh, that was so bad. Yeah. Sorry, I just, yeah, I remember, I remember. I Ugh. feel like he worked significantly better here because they incorporated his weird quirks into the character. They were like, that's but, just him. Yeah, you know, it's I, just Nick. I, I feel like the thing with him is he's got to have, like, if if you have a director who just says, do your thing, man, no. he, he's just going to do Whatever, yeah. But, you know, if he has somebody who's actually, like, partnering up with him and working on it, because he's worked with, like, a number of truly incredible directors, and he turns in stellar performances. Yeah. Like, dramatically, or... or National Treasure. I was thinking more like uh, Werner Horzog in uh, Bad Lieutenant 2, Port of Call, New Orleans. Horrible title. That was one one, title? That was what? That's one movie where Nicolas Cage plays, like, a crack-addicted... Police detective Whoa. in Hurricane Katrina era. Oh Whoa! And he's he's incredible. And then that. he becomes Dracula. Yes. And then he becomes that, Dracula. That, that's the ending. Yep. He does that's so much the, crack. The same world. The same world. <laughs> yep. Well, they're both in New Orleans. I understood where you were going. I picked up what you were putting down. I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> they, I feel like they really used his talents well here to give a little bit of a uh, little bit of life and menace. To the, a role that could have very easily fallen flat. That, I agree. And, and Dracula should be a larger-than-life character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Dracula should be flamboyant. Dracula should be evil. Dracula should be funny. Drac- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have this all-powerful person who probably still has the mannerisms of someone from the 16th century. Yes. Can you imagine how out of place and how, like, anything that he did... Back then, that was considered normal. We probably see as indulgent or, you know, yeah. larger than life. Yep. So I, I agree with you, James. I'm really glad that they were like, Nick, go with it. Like, yeah. we're going to rein you back. There was a couple moments where I was afraid he was going to go into Kiss of a Vampire. Like, it was, like, on his face for a little bit, and his eyes were going all, like, googly-eyed. Oh, Nicholas Cage! And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but then they reined it back, and I was like, okay, we good. But, um, yeah, I truly... I guess I just knew nothing about this going in. And I'm trying to think some of the other uh, things that I really enjoyed and that were tropes. Sorry to interrupt. But I will let you finish in a moment. But it was just very funny (laughs) because James just hit like Pedro Pascal level of Nicolas Cage love for a second. (laughs) And I just had to mention that before I forgot. Wait, is Pedro Pascal in love with Nicolas Cage? (laughs) Loves that man. Did a whole movie where he is like a famous guy who like... What is it? Uh, Oh, geez. The the unbearable weight of massive town. Yes. And And Pascal's in that? He is the main character that is... He's like the millionaire that gets... Nicholas Cage to like come to his island so that he could just hang Wait, out with him that and that, react his movie. Is that yes. what that meme is from with Nicholas Cage dro- like looking at him weird in the car and, and then and Pedro Pascal like, having a great time? Yes. Yep, 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 yep. I was so confused. Yeah. I was like, in what situation are these two in a movie to I need to watch this movie. It's yeah. so good. I haven't seen it, it's but like excellent. I saw a couple of interviews and they, they were like, Pedro, are you a real fan? He's like, Oh, I'm a real fan. Like I'm <laughs> in it. And they're like, Which one's your favorite movie? And the way he started listing movies, I was like, Oh, he didn't learn this for these interviews. Like he loves this man. 
He's like, I was so excited my first day. And I'm like, sorry, you're almost 50. Like, I love, you know what? I'm going to do a movie like that and it's going to be me and the Veronicas. Oh my gosh. And it's going to be about like me going on tour with them. But it's not going to be a reality show. It's going to be a narrative movie. Yes. Kind of like Almost Famous. I haven't seen that one. But yes. I think it was a tour bus in it. There's Perfect. a tour bus in that movie. Have I don't really remember. Like, I've <laughs> seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. He I was pretends like, to be a journalist and that he knows how to write. Yeah, and then like hops on a bus with a bunch of like rupees. I think Zoe Deschanel's in it. Um, 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 uh, Kate Hudson. Yeah, Kate it. Hudson's in it. Oh. I know. She's yeah. the cover. Zoe Deschanel might be in it. Who knows? Who knows? Hmm. But okay, go. What were you gonna say? The things that you like? Oh, oh, just uh, more tropes that were in there. So they yes. had wooden stakes. They did. They had something that I really appreciated because <laughs> when they finally killed Dracula, they were like, "So we didn't actually know how to do it <laughs> yes. because there's so much lore uh-huh. out there that we didn't actually know which thing would work." So like, they show them using holy water. They stab him with yeah. a stake. They yeah. cut his head off. Yeah, like they do all they the stab things. They stab him through the heart. They like <laughs> grind him up. They like yeah, make him gross. into like. Dust. They mix him with cement, cement. and then make cement ice, ice cubes. cubes out of it, and, and then, then put them it. all down the sewer. But you know what? I would have done. I would have taken it a step further, and I would have put them in different sewers. You can't yeah. put all the pieces together. together. They got to find each other. They're just gonna like, like, yeah. Back, you know. I feel like that every time I cut up a credit card. That's Me too. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I got to put it in a couple different trash bins. Exactly. Because if you happen upon a pile of credit card bits, you're just gonna yeah. put it together. Yeah. Exactly. That's somebody. And I hope there's a sequel I'm of somebody you. reassembling Nicolas Cage. Freaking yeah, freaking. What do they call them? Cement ice cube. Putting like putting back together Tetris. Yes, yes. good job. You did great. Because that <laughs> that wasn't even a thought I had. But, but that, that line in particular cracked me up, and it honestly it made this entire podcast feel validated. Yes, <laughs> truly. Because I literally was like, How, "What tropes are we gonna say?" We saw, and I'm like, "All of them," because they don't know which ones to follow either. Because <laughs> they're also like, there is so much. There's out so there. much. They, they picked up a rosary. They yeah. got like they really they, they were, like, like crucifixes, stakes. Uh, holy water. Like, like, we we gotta come prepared. I don't know what we're gonna need. It was great. And then one thing I did love, too, is at one point, uh, Nicolas Cage has killed Nicolas Holt. So, Dracula has killed Renfield, or I don't even know. I was kind of confused on if Renfield was human or part vampire, if he could still die, if it was just Dracula that had been keeping him alive this whole time. I think think so, because that's why he kept needing Dracula's blood, Mm. and the pills that he took in the beginning had Dracula's blood. Oh, I didn't, I missed that. When he got his guts cut out by the main guy that was like, uh, Becky sent me or Clara or whoever sent yeah, him. Yeah, and he did the, the blood on the, the wound and it's all, all good again. Yeah, and then it started going, the guts went back Ooh, into the body. Was gross. Uh, it, it was, was gross. Awesome. And the whole theater was like, ooh, like literally people we didn't know in the theater was like, ugh. <laughs> it was great. Oh, I, I kept like grunting. Yeah, I kept so, eating. It was so weird <laughs> watching it around other people because I was laughing out loud so Same. much and no one, like our row was. And like no one no, else made like, any noise. Yeah, and I was like, okay, y'all just not gonna have a good time. Yeah, this like uh, <laughs> we're for a good time. <laughs> Come on, everybody, you focus. should be laughing your ass. Off. I know this is funny, really yeah. but um, I really love. I thought it had really good uh, plants and payoffs. Mm-hmm. So one of the big ones is that in the very very beginning, when Redfield goes to kill a bunch of these thugs, they have a bunch of cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. And later on, he, like, makes this... Oh, no, first, he goes back even further than that. In the first instance that you see this, um, there's this protective circle made of powder. And Renf- and Dracula's stuck in it, and Renfield, this is, like, way, way back, Renfield has the opportunity to 
kill, you know, let these vampire hunters kill Dracula, or Dracula's doing his manipulation thing of, like, you know, if, if they kill me, they're not going to forgive you for all your crimes, like, you know, all those things you've done for me, like, you've still killed people, like, they don't care about you the way I care about you. So Renfield ends up breaking this circle of powder, and Dracula is then able to kill the the last remaining vampire hunters. They save the last of their lives. So you know that this thing exists in the world of this movie. Then you see the cocaine. Then later on, he, like, casually mentions, oh, we can make a uh, containment, you know, protection circle. We would just need, like, powder of some sort. And at the very end, you see Aquafina take the cocaine, she's the cop, take the cocaine that she's confiscated, um, and make a protection circle out of it. And it was just such, like, a perfect, like, Line oh, they dropped things, yeah. little, little hints. Like, you knew it was going to happen, but it wasn't, like, glaringly obvious. It made um, you feel smart. It made you. It made me feel so smart. Yeah, I was like, sitting there I like, together. I'm smart. I love those movies. Yeah, we were like, I'm a genius. Me, I could exist film. in this movie and win. You I know? could be the hero. Yes. <laughs> Not just a random person on the bus in the back of it. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 I could have made this happen. Exactly. Um, but I, yeah, that was really great. My favorite part about that was uh, the line like. It could have been, uh, apparently it could have been any powder. That was great. Really loved that moment. And the fact that she got the spell off of a Wiccan tumbler. Yes. That made me laugh so, that that me so, laugh so much harder than it should have. It was, No, but it was good. Oh. It was so funny. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed I it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I'm not going to lie. For the gore alone, I don't know that I would watch it again. Mm. Just because it did, I got a little. There was at one point there was like a there's like an armrest that could go up. I like lifted the armrest and just like grabbed James because I was like, this is getting a little intense for me. <laughs> um, but what did you guys miss? Like, what do you think that they didn't do that you're like, oh, I really would have really like. I don't think there was any mention of garlic, for mm-hmm. example. No. So like, I'm curious, like what? And, and we don't, we didn't know if mirrors were a thing or not. Renfield could definitely see himself in a mirror. I think yes. he's like brushing his hair. Yes, but I'm. I'm curious if there was, like, anything that you were, like... And it doesn't even have to be tropes. If there's anything that, like, you're, like, oh, I I wish they had resolved this. Or I would have liked to know more about this relationship. Like, I personally would have liked to see more Renfield and Dracula together. Mm, I felt too. like, yeah. They, they had, like, incredible chemistry when they were actually on screen together. <laughs> mm-hmm. bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yep. That yeah. was the type of chemistry. About to get it on. <laughs> yep. But uh, no, just like uh, I don't James know. really could have used more tongue in that in that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I will there actually was a part where somebody almost cut out somebody's tongue. Continue. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Continue, babe. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I really think that they had a good on-screen connection to the point where, like, their their banter was just excellent. Yeah. yeah. Like they they had a really witty back and forth, you know, and it was it was always fun to watch. Legitimately, if they had just sort of gone more the route of, like, Shane Black's The Nice Guys and just made this an entirely, like you were saying earlier, like a, a buddy, like buddy cop vampire <laughs> movie, I, yeah. I would have sat through that as well. Like, yeah. it, it's, it would have been so much fun. Not that this wasn't, because I'm just saying, it's like Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Holt. They, they got it. Um, and I think what it was, yeah. though, is that we'd seen them after he had decided to step away. So yeah. I never got to see why he stayed with him. And I almost feel like it was something that had been written, shot, and then taken out. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were like, oh, they get it. He was, he, he's nice. Because, because we see those in other scenes, so it might have been unnecessary. We see in other scenes Dracula being kind and, like, manipulative and, like, being the suave guy that, like, Redfield initially falls for. And then we see the, like, crappy part of him. But we never see what 
Dracula gives Renfield, like, and I mean, like, materialistically. Oh, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. eternal life. I think it's, yeah, because he's strength. like, he, remember, because, like, Aquafina's sister calls her because Aquafina's sister is in the FBI and was like, oh, yeah, this is like a string of serial killers that dates back 90 years, so this guy must be like 90. And you turn around and it's Nicholas Holt, <laughs> <laughs> who's like clearly in Who his honestly 30s. looks like a baby. Does he? A little bit. He looks really young. Like, what, like, how old would you say he looks? Because he looks like he's in his 30s. I'd like say 25. about, like, yeah, nah, so maybe, like, maybe not 25, like, late, late 20s, like. Early 30s? 28 Yeah, to maybe 30, early 30s. 30. That's beautiful. Yeah, he's probably, like, 35, 36. I don't think he's that old. No, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. not 40 yet. No, he's not 40. He's not 40. <laughs> he might be 34. But yeah, he's pretty young, so it's not like, it's just very funny to be like, he must be in his 90s, and then he's just like in a pink sweater, yep. sitting on his couch. Was, okay, that was also like, so pure with seeing who he became when he was trying to live on his own, because like you, we watch him paint, he like buys this little apartment, and he like paints it orange and pink, and is wearing like pastel sweaters, and one of the sweetest lines I thought was really funny is that he shows up, you know, he, he'd been looking all dark and dreary when he first met Aquafina yeah. at, the, at the restaurant because he was like helping her kill stuff. And then he goes to the support group and is like, I'm going to live on my own. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to be independent. You know, goes through his little transformation, goes to the police station to give Aquafina his statement. And he's like wearing his like little pastel sweater and she's just like, oh, I, I like your sweater. He's like, thanks, it. I got from Macy's. And it was just, yeah. I don't know. There's something about that was like so sweet because also it was so like not the appropriate time. Like he has like an entire um like precinct of cops just like looking at him, being yes. like, what's going on? And they've got like I, I I thought they had chemistry. I thought I thought there was something there between them, right? So, so that's what I was gonna say. I really love that we did not explore their relationship mm. because I did not give two flying bleeps. <laughs> I did not care about their relationship. I agree. Like they were trying to make like a little romantic moment because we love a romance and it should always be a part of, you know, like a good uh it just gives us a little bit to be like, ooh, it's this is a good deal. Like a, yeah, yeah, like a good, you know, like Maybe C-level story. I think it also establishes why this person is important to you. Quickly. Yes. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. They like them. Boom. I now get why they would go put themselves in danger. They, they like this person. Yes. But, like, overall, he got the call, the hero's call, said no several times, and finally <laughs> says so... yes in the right way, and that's what I want to see. I Their relationship that. is beautiful, but she is more of an example of what he could be if mm-hmm. he was a little braver, instead of just... <gasps> I so I, I feel like that's part of the reason why he also wanted to be near her and with her, is because he wanted to be that's like her. such a good point. She was kind of the mentor character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was the even good. more so than the group guy. I think, like yes. the, you know, the he, he would have been the strategic, you know, the the conventional mentor position. Mm-hmm. But I really think it was her. Yeah, it was like the angel and the devil on the shoulders, and Renfield is the character debating that, and it's Dracula is the evil, and and Aquafina's character is the good, and like and Rebecca's her name on the movie, but Rebecca's the good, and we're watching him battle between these two worlds, and the fastest way out was through. The, the group that is also trying to lead yes. their own battle, their own personal battle. So it was really, it was really, it's a really beautiful story about the, the, you know, the battle for a soul. And I think it was cool that they took the fantasy and grounded it in reality yes. with the other people. Yes. And that when you stripped away the details of like, oh yeah, he's a blood sucking vampire. Mm-hmm. It could have just been a bad ex. Or like literally yeah. they were like, we know who you are. You're Redfield's boss. And hearing yeah. that, 
Yeah. Comparing them to still Dracula down to Renfield's boss <laughs> was so funny. Yes. And the editing on that where it was like, I've been known as the Prince of Darkness and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. Oh, and there's Renfield's boss and the way <laughs> freaking Nick's Cage's face was like, how dare, dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Also, the editing in this was Fantastic. I agree. That it I agree was with. really good. It's so good. It's a little bit trippy in the like best ways because this is obviously like a make believe New Orleans. Like, yes. It's not like a real Except for Cafe Du Monde. They had Cafe Du Monde and they have the, oh, the um, real, yeah. the, like the cathedral and the square in mm-hmm. the background. Those were the only two things of the real New Orleans that I recognized. Yeah, and there, <laughs> there might have been other things too, but it was, like, I mean, like, a fantastical yeah. New Orleans. Like, there would be way more of a crowd. Oh, yeah. also... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just in general. I wonder if they did this... I'm sure they did this on purpose, because everything in this felt very intentional, but just it being a vampire movie, did you notice in the beginning at the restaurant when the bad guys came in, they're all wearing werewolf masks? Yeah. So you had yeah. this like werewolves versus vampire oh, thing. So that's I mean, that, that's there was cool. a lot of little, like just little. That's good. I feel like this movie was made for me and Bacola. Yeah. Because they were like, great. here's a bunch of little Easter eggs that some people will get, but you two will really, really get. you'll enjoy them. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was freaking awesome. I had a great time. I had a fantastic time. It was really nice to be out where the people are. Um, we want to see. Want to see them biting? <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, that was really good. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to kind of like see what vampire movies and and stuff is now in the current mm. main zeitgeist. I because like yeah. you know we're so used to like seeing it when it was popping off in you know in the 1990s then when it popped off in like the 20s the late aughts there we go the late aughts and now it's there's a reemergence where like yes. dracula did not look good no dracula was, he not, was hot. not hot that's that was honestly a crime yeah nick holt wasn't hot like I thought nick holt was adorable well, he's adorable but he was pale and he <laughs> needed chapstick sorry like, james oh it's so good no 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 you know what level of pale i mean james james is a very handsome man i'm not talking about James. <laughs> Nick Holt was like white. You are yes. like a beautiful translucent. Ah, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my gosh. She's not kidding. Doctor. I can see some things. <laughs> but like it's I'm different. Like my heart's beating. <laughs> <laughs> like James goes into the sun. Like he, no, he not doesn't. he doesn't like it but he'll go out there. Okay. This is true. <laughs> okay. It's not his favorite time. <laughs> But, like, he is sitting in sunlight right now, and there is no, you yeah, know... No, we are not. But I, I, I do Close. see your point, though. It's like, obviously, Dracula himself, you know, has pieces of flesh, like, literally... Just all rotting off of him. It was It was awful. It was, they, like... But they, all, they both look sickly, and to your point about Nicholas Holt being... Like, but, like... He was a sickly pale. Like, yes, yes. On the verge of death's door, 170 degree fever. And yeah. then the woman was like, have you heard of a hairbrush? <laughs> Yeah, he was rough. She was like, let's try that. Let's but but he's there's more color to him as the movie yeah. goes on. Yeah, he progressively gets more human the more time he spends mm-hmm. with Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah. I am curious if if it because obviously he's his youth is being sustained. And I feel like in a lot of these movies, once you take away the consistent sustenance, your body catches up to what age you should be. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if he stops drinking blood or having access to Dracula's blood or stops eating bugs, is he gonna just like forward to 90 years old and crumble 
No, I think he'll just, uh, it'll, I think what it happens is that they've frozen time because all the people that got revived at the end, That's true. they just reemerged as what they were before. <laughs> However, so it had only been a week. It maybe. Only, that's true. Not it's been like, it's been like, like hundred years. Or maybe like an hour. <laughs> it wasn't that long. <laughs> maybe like a couple of hours. Like their body was still warm. And you, you um, know what's funny actually speaking about those people because when they were talking about how they came back from the dead and couldn't unsee things and couldn't unknow things. I actually was thinking the same thing because it's an episode of Buffy where they bring her back from the dead and she's like, I was in heaven. I was in heaven Aww. and you guys brought me back to what is my personal hell. Like, yeah. you should have just left me dead. And that's like, so I couldn't help but think that at first, and then I'm glad they addressed it. Yeah, And, and that's it was really one of those cool. things where I was like, okay, thank you for, for addressing it, because I would have just been sitting there being like, but what happened? Like, yeah. Are you okay? They, they looked haunted. <laughs> they really did. Well, it's funny, because my first indication is I really, this, the, the very, very small character who was great, Bob, from yeah. the support group, yeah. who was very lovely, I saw him in one of the scenes, and I was like, Wait, I thought he died, and then it pulled back to reveal the rest of the group, and I was like, oh, uh, what is You're all back, yeah. I was and like, first thought it was like, maybe we went back in time. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. One of my things I really enjoyed was Dracula has, like, kind of killed Renfield. He's got Aquafina up in the air, and, you know, he's about to kill her, and she shoots his foot. And he's like, haha, you missed. Or, like, you shot my foot. Like, that doesn't do anything. She goes, it makes you bleed. And you watch the blood fall from, like... 50 feet in the air into the other into, into Nick Holt's mouth and then he like suddenly is revived but I thought that was great and it was things like that where it was like it's silly but it's still smart yeah like that is a ridiculous image but like damn girl that's that's smart. smart. Yeah. Quick so, thing. Yeah. yeah. I really I enjoyed it and you know what I think what I really liked about this is that it just felt like a labor of love. Yeah. Like they you know it looked like they had fun. Yeah. They didn't have to pay yeah. uh, any kind of was it copyright fee? That's true. Um, but and then they were just like, they let's take this story that we really yeah. enjoy and let's have fun with it. And I, and I really enjoy movies like that actually, where mm-hmm. it's like this is because Renfield really doesn't get his due in any of the Dracula movies. It's no. truly like he's he's literally the man that they show for two seconds that's eating flies. Yeah, you're saying asylum. And that's like, true. Sometimes yeah. they don't even give him a name. Sometimes you literally just have to be like, oh, oh I read the Renfield. book. That's Renfield. Yeah. <laughs> that's so weird that he put, does not have a bigger role in this. Um, so I thought this was fun. I thought this was fun. I thought it, you know, it's always fun to give more dimension to uh, 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 what could otherwise be like a cast decidable character. Mm-hmm. And I also really want to commend it. The, um, the multicultural casting was just so natural. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like there was yeah. there was all people, all shapes, sizes, colors. Um, That's and it, so true. And it did not feel forced at all. No. And like it wasn't like oh the people of color are only the evil ones. No, the evil ones were the two white dudes. Like yeah. well, actually, no, I guess the mob, mafia people are also kind of evil. The, but but the, like even the, the mom the the mom is Iranian. Yeah. And then she had a little Jewish kid. Ben is Jewish. That's so interesting. And adoption. I didn't know that. Huh? Adoption. Yeah, no, no, but like I until you said it, I didn't even think yeah. about it. This is like the Cinderella with Brandy. Yeah, <laughs> legit. Well, like I said, like it really, it's refreshing because Nicole and I have watched so many of these oh, where yeah. it's like there are no the black man color. dies in the first five minutes and to show they're... that the vampire kills people, uh-huh. and then no one, no, no, there's, there's no, no other, other person of color. Or yeah. we, you know, we've also seen ones where it's like all the protagonists are white and mm-hmm. all the antagonists are people of color, and you're like. That what? feels pointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just thought that this was really beautiful. It wasn't mentioned. Like, it wasn't... Nope. That's the other thing, too, is now sometimes these movies are like, my friend does not appreciate your 
I, you know what I mean? Like, they, yes. they go out of their way to be like, I have a black friend. She's touching my arm and not James's. I just want to. I have a black friend. Now she's touching James's off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 it seemed like it was just so natural. It was, it was, it was, it, you know. Yeah, it was great. And I honestly, what was really nice is that I didn't think about it until you just brought it up because yeah. it was, I was like, yeah, that's what New Orleans looks yeah, like. That's what, exactly. Uh, and I didn't even think about it because like, Aquafina is an Asian American woman and her sister is too. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> like, I'm literally thinking through it now. And then the guy, yeah, didn't even, it was just funny. Yeah, it was just great. at the time. I don't know. I, I think that that is something that we can strive for a little bit more as far as not making such a huge deal out of it. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like it's counterproductive to a certain extent when you not exactly shove it in everybody's face, but try to make everyone aware that you specifically encapsulate well, it for this reason yeah. instead of just letting it occur naturally. And sometimes that's worse and making because it more commonplace. Bacola yeah. has even mentioned before, she's like, you know, they they usually pick one person to put all the minority on. Yeah. But they're like, but look, we have um, a gay person of color who also is missing a leg. And she's like, why does it have to be the same person? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's true. It's like diversity. Go. Just like, like, check, check, check. We're good. Check, check, check. We're done. So yeah, um, but it, and it feels like it's their way of saying it's, it's tokenism essentially. Yeah. And so yeah, this one felt very, like it just said, felt like color, yeah. color conscious. They were like yeah. the two Asian sisters. They both got to be Asian. Everybody else. Everyone else does not have anything. That's, that's so true. They were like, you know, like maybe Dragon should be white because he's like Romanian. But not even, yeah, not, but, and to, uh, like, match the Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, but after that, it's just, like, really. They're like, and go with God. Yeah, go with God. <laughs> it really was kind of a go with God type thing, and I love that. I can't get over how good Aquafina was in that. I, I, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it. I actually haven't seen her really in anything, but I know her as this big comedic character, and she was actually able to play, like, very grounded interesting person I, don't, I just i really enjoyed her acting it makes that's, me want to go watch nora from queens that's very funny i felt like you know aquafina did aquafina and it was enjoyable but the reason it seems grounded is because all the people around her have to be because she is such a big character so her sister was not a big person her sister was kind of very even keeled yeah. to the point where i was like dang I, and what really worked for me is that maybe i'm putting a little bit on this but like I was like, "Why your sister can't be a big personality because you're a big personality. Like, literally, it has to balance out and we have to see two sides of that that coin. Like, what happens... And you know what's interesting? I didn't find her... I didn't find Aquafina a big personality. I found that she just took things more personally, if that makes sense. And it was big in that way. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, you know, I really want to catch my father's killer... But I'm going to be rash about it or brash about it. Yes. I feel like sister, she yeah. felt like a younger sister, if we're being honest. Got it. Okay. You know what I mean? Because for me, that's like a... Which I don't have one. I just am the younger sister. Got it. As are you. Yes, I am. But but in, in, in something that like is you you have to balance the people around you out. So like if I'm with my brother and my brother's going ham... I that's cannot true. go ham. When I'm around Drew, I suddenly become the calm one. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what I felt like Aquafina and her sister were like, where it's like, oh, I see. And it wasn't a bad thing because you need kind of that energy, that kind of um, Korra from Legend of Korra energy, where it's like, they're the hero, but they're not always making the best mm-hmm. decisions. I so like, that. God forbid, she got shot by Ben Schwartz's character when she said, shoot me. 
instead of like waiting a second, maybe making a plan. Because she didn't have a plan. If she they, was just going to get shot. <laughs> if they had just killed off her character right there, that would have been that the biggest laugh out so of the movie. I promise you, I would feel bad, but I would have cackled. I, I kind of agree, actually. And I, I do want to see that. If she had no plan. Sometime. Yeah, it's like just... Like, okay. Whatever yeah. somebody says that, you know that they're not going to get die. shot. Yeah. It's like... Shoot me in the face, and then they actually get shot. Like that would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, but I think yeah. I think too, I'm not a sociopath. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you want to say that loud for the people so in back funny. there? That's so funny. But I would have been with you. I too am not a sociopath. It's okay. I'm on James' side. I'm on James' side. Honestly, You're right? It's like no, that would have been hilarious. One hundred percent. No plan. Just like hey, she did. No, she did have a plan though. She knows this criminal. She knew he wasn't going to shoot her. She was like, you're a coward. You're not going to shoot me. You're not going to shoot me. And then yeah, his, his goons, he had mad goons. His goons like, I'll do it, boss. I got you. He's like, I really, I will do it. He's like, no, I got to prove myself. Like, but how does that ever end well? Thank it's you. Like, like, In real life. A, like a man with a Napoleon complex. Yes. In front of his friends. Yes. Who supposedly is supposed to be like their boss. Yes. Right. And you say... Prove me wrong that you're not gonna shoot me right now. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. It's like in front of your buddies. If it was just you two, it'd be like, okay, you know what? You're a little bitch. That's it. Yeah. End of story. Yes. But he's obviously gonna shoot her. Yes. But he still didn't. He didn't. Well, because it's a movie. It's a movie. Oh, you gotta. It's just. It's a bad plan. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that in real life. God forbid you're held up at gunpoint. I pray that you he never are. He's just saying that like, because he knows that I will do that. And this is his way of being like, Jules, please don't do that. Please, hey, please we, all, have a we, plan. All, we all know Julia. I like love her to death, but yeah. I bet you do what you want. No, Damn, you wouldn't. No, I'm you dead. wouldn't, babe. Don't provoke the mania. Don't provoke the mania. I am the mania. Okay, that tracks, and we're not the sociopaths. I I'm just want to crazy. make that. Yeah, no, it's on the record now. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I edit the episodes. Oh man, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, but uh, I one one last thing I will say just about different characters, and this is probably me thinking too much about it, and this is probably a different movie. However, I think it would have been interesting, and just as we were talking about earlier about how like good writing makes you kind of understand where the bad guy's coming from or whatever. Mm-hmm. If the mom wasn't so antagonistic towards her son and was actually like, I built this empire up from nothing. I want, I like, I need you to be strong because I love you and I want you to have this thing. I want to know that you're okay when I'm gone. And then, you know, instead of her being like, you're a little bitch and I need to know that this is in good hands. And not so, and it didn't need that. And maybe they were trying to, maybe that's playing into type and they were trying to play against that. Mm-hmm. I just think that could have been also an interesting angle of like, oh, okay, she's really evil, but like, She's doing it because she loves her son. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just for an extra layer of like, I want to hate her, but I get not. it. Uh-huh. But I do if, think that they were maybe playing against type. If I can offer like a quick counterpoint to Yes, that. please do. Mind you, this this is a drug business. <laughs> yeah. So had they gone down that well, route, that would have been a little like funny too, though. Interesting. Exactly, because she's like, I just want you to be okay, sweetie. And yeah. the best drug-selling pimp you can be. Yes. Yeah. How's my little kingpin doing exactly. today? Yeah. I think that what they did was playing against type. Because, hey, sweetie, I'm going to coddle you as a mother is so what the patriarchy wants us to do. No, that's that what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that it's not a dude that's like, you got to boss up the man up. It's this woman that's like, babes, be better. <laughs> just be better, babes. <laughs> and I'm like, 
Wow. Nicole and says I mean, that to me a lot. I, I said that to a man that hit my car earlier. <gasps> Today? Yeah. He like <gasps> physically with his hand hit oh. my car and I rolled down my wet window and I told him to be better. I was like, sir, you're an adult. You be better. Go, queen. And he was like, you almost hit me. I said, sir, I did not almost hit you. You were not looking up. The crosswalk was not ready for you. Be better. You're an adult. <laughs> oh my and he looked like he was several decades older than me. So he was, he got very mad, gave me the middle finger and finished crossing the street. It was very funny. Yeah. Are you yeah. okay? Yes, I'm fine. I grew up in New York. I've always been hit by a lot of cars like that. By being on your phone? No, no, no. It's like they're looking one way at the traffic and not at me walking. Yes! That's exactly... when there is the sign. It's like, bro, it's not your turn yet. Yeah. And then, like, he oh, he literally... My well, car is he saying you would have almost hit him. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 but, no, like, no. If there's no walk sign, 100%. Don't fucking cross the street. It's not even... It was the light wasn't ready. He, I was still driving. He walked to the back of my car and then hit my car. Talking about, I almost hit him. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? So I was past. My car was here. I'm in driving you behind oh, me. You're literally behind me. If he had hit the front of my car, I'd be like, oh man, I almost hit him. He hit the back oh, of my car. Oh, you started with oh, so that. Oh, you were going. I was going and he walked, walked into my car and then got mad at my car. You should have started oh, with that gosh. because I thought you were confessing to manslaughter on no. the podcast. No. Oh, no, 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 no. He should have been better. And it's because he was looking at his phone. He was yeah. texting. Yeah. Hit my car, kept texting. And I was like, sir, look up. I rolled down my window. And then he was trying to walk back towards me. And I was like, sir, you need to stay where you are. Yeah. I was like, do not walk towards my car. And then he was like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, just be better. You're like, so brave. I'm from New York. <laughs> Damn. What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Anyway. That, I wouldn't know what to say to that. I'd just be, like, oh. if somebody just looked at me dead in the eye and said, sir, be better. <laughs> it's like, it's not really insulting, but it's like. Yeah. I didn't curse at him. I didn't say uh, anything. And I was speaking in this tone of voice. I'm, I was like, look up from your phone. Look I'm where you're walking. Be, I was like, sir, you're an adult. Be better. You're and scary. he just like walked away. But there's no like confrontation to like no. latch onto there. It's genius. Because you got the most like angered man in the world. Yes. I say that to him and it's just like the gears are turning but they're not spinning. Yeah. He was, he, just, he was upset. And then he went back to texting on his phone. Oh my God. Well, you know what? Lesson learned. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Be better. That's our message for today. Yes. Don't get into a codependent relationship. Yes. And be better. One more thing about the codependent relationship, but I think part of the reason, and we were just talking, we were talking about it, and that's when it dawned on me. Part of the reason why the romantic part didn't play too much into it, and why they needed the codependency group, is so that he doesn't jump from one codependent relationship <gasps> yes. to another one. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I thought that was so, that's so smart. That's really smart. So it's action. not like you go off and you think that they, they might be together, they might not. You can pick your own ending in that way, but you know that he's okay because he's still going... He still understands that he has a problem with codependency, and he's still attending those meetings, even though the person he is in relation with is no longer... There. there. Yeah. He, he, so it's like, he's like, I know I'm not over this yet, but this is, and I, that was so, I, I just put it together. I liked that. Yeah. yeah that's okay. So it's not like jumping from one to the other, which could happen, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. What do you, what do you guys rate this? Out of five. Out of five. Oh, it's out of five? Mm-hmm. Out of five um, Coca-Colas. I don't think that that was the metric system that we agreed on initially, but now we're here. Sure. Out of, out of Five. I'll give it a. Uh, I'm gonna go last. <laughs> that was good. I'm gonna give this a solid 
I'm going to give it like a 4.5. Me too, actually. Just because I just enjoy that it exists. Yeah. It was great. It was funny. It was now. There were cell phones. Like, you know, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Maybe it was the atmosphere that we were in. Not that I don't enjoy watching it on your couch or mine either. But like, I I thought it was well done. It was an event. It was an event. It was well done. Even the gory parts were great to me. Oh, that was so well done. So good. It was a good story. And I love that it wasn't. A romance. Mm. That I gotta agree with you on. That would have got really boring really quickly. Um, really I disagree with both of you. <laughs> I really could have used a slow burn and enemies to lovers. But <laughs> even without that, I also give it a 4.5. Like I said, I think it was just a little, a little too gory for me. But everything else, I thought it was actually a very, very strong message. Worked into it very seamlessly. Hilariously, actually. No. And I also just... I just enjoyed that we're exploring this character. I enjoyed that it was a... <laughs> I enjoyed that it was modern, too, just because Nicole and I have watched so many from the 90s yeah. that are just kind of, like, poor quality and or problematic. Yeah, problematic. <laughs> I don't even mind the quality. It's the problematic. Um, so it was really nice to see one that was unproblematic. Um, well, for the most part, unproblematic. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure something will come out later and they'll be like, wow, Julia thought that this was an unproblematic movie <laughs> and actually it was this, 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 and this. She's yeah. bad. Yeah, well, but, targets. But, yeah, <laughs> surely. But um, no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I said, I think it was also just fun. I'm yeah. ready to write one. That's why I'm so excited that this happened is because I'm like, this is like the kind of movie I want to make. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to be in this movie so badly. Yeah. Like, I wanted to be fun. one of the support group people. Oh my gosh, me too. Like, I wanted to be sitting right next to Carol. I like. I don't even need to be a vampire. Nope. I just need to be in the world. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. So, have you decided? Yes, uh, I'm gonna give it four stars. I don't oh. think there was enough product placement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dracula's. Bl- the only brand we saw was Dracula's, Dracula's blood, blood, and that's not even real. So, yeah, uh, yet. Yes. Um, you know, Ooh. we're working on it. Uh, Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it knew what it was, didn't take itself too seriously. It mm. did a great job and set out, you know, accomplished all the goals it set out to, uh, and all that jazz. Uh, last note on my end, I, I think it's odd that you have a whole bunch of codependent people in a support group and not expect them to I thought about that too, attached to each other. Oh my god. Yeah, I thought about that too. Rebound codependency. Yeah. That's it's hard because like but then their levels, their steps, you know? And 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 we support all the people. (laughs) Anyway, uh great movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Do you Love recommend? Cage. Oh, highly recommend. If I you recommend. wanna kill two hours and enjoy doing it. Yeah. Uh you know, yeah. All 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 good. Amazing. What James said. What James said. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been Bite Me. We are put on by players, performers, and portrayers. You can follow us on Instagram at Bite Me the Podcast, and you can learn more about portrayers, bite me, all that jazz at players, performers, and portrayers.com. My name is Julia Steyer. I'm Bacola Odemola. I'm James. Bye. Bye.